Welcome to this episode of the Ghostology Podcast. You are about to listen to part one of our interview with Case Jolly, a teacher at Firth High School. Make sure to look for part two of our interview with Case to hear all of the paranormal activity reported at Firth High School. Is anyone there? We want to make contact with you. We want to share your story. We're going to seek the truth no matter where we find it. Everyone's got a ghost story. I'd like to tell you mine. And the look on his face was a look of shock. First thing I did was go over to him and say, are you okay? I want you to breathe. Welcome to Ghostology. Hello, I'm Scott Bryan, and I'd like to welcome you to Ghostology. Uh, We have a great podcast for you here today. We are going to be talking about one of our investigations that we did back in 2020, which was Firth High School. And my name is Kevin Bowerman. And uh, with us today, we have Case Jolly, who is the college and career counselor over at Firth High School. How are you doing, Case? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. So, Case, um, could you tell us a little bit about Firth High School? So, Firth High School is, uh, it's a pretty old building. It's really different because it's kind of made up of three different buildings. So, the oldest part of the building is, it's kind of like our, we call it our wrestling room. And then connecting that part of the building to the rest of the building is a new section of school that was built. I'm not sure what year was built. I want to say maybe the 80s or the 90s, something like that. There's another older part of the high school. And then the original part of the high school is the office and kind of the first hallway. Um, Because first high school is kind of built like an L. Okay. So if I remember correctly, the reason that it was built in so many stages is because Originally, part of it burnt down, correct? Yes, there was a section that was burnt down. So the only part of the high school that remains from the section that got burnt down is uh, the old gym. Right, which you guys use as the wrestling room, correct? Yes, we do. That is our wrestling room. So, Case, one of the things we're very interested in is hauntings, and especially at high schools. And one of the reasons we went to Firth High School was stories of hauntings that I think go quite a ways back. Oh, yeah. No, there are so many different stories. I want to say that any of the faculty that has worked there, and we have a lot of faculty who were students at Firth High School, including myself, and basically all of us have had some kind of a weird experience, something just unexplainable. I mean, yeah, as far back as I know, Almost anybody that's been at Firth High School at some point has experienced something just weird and unexplainable. For you in particular, what are some of the things that have happened to you specifically? Turn to think, my very first experience was down in the boys' locker room. The toilets down there are a manual flush, so you have to push a handle down for it to flush. One of my friends had just used the bathroom, and we were getting our stuff and getting ready to leave, and the toilet flush and he panicked and grabbed his stuff and freaked out and left. And so I got my stuff and went after him and I asked him what had happened. And he said, didn't you hear the toilet flush? And I said, well, yeah, but I mean, that's no big deal and whatever. And he goes, no, that all the toilets down there are manual flush and I didn't flush the toilet. So that was also something new I learned that day. But then it was also, oh, whoa, yeah, Birth High School really is haunted. This is 
my first experience. And then there's just been hearing voices, having things move unexpectedly, hearing footsteps. And so supposedly there's a few ghosts that haunt Firth High School. One of them is allegedly a cowboy because uh, people have said that they've seen a shadow of someone in a cowboy hat and looked like they had some boots on and maybe a trench coat. Then there's been incidences where people have been playing music and the music has fluctuated on the radio between different country stations. It will never stay on one station. It'll always try and get to the nearest country station. And so I've heard I've heard cowboy boots. I've never seen the figure. I was there the day that the radio was being really weird. I've heard little kids' voices down there before, things like that. So Yeah, I know I know when we came for that investigation, that was one of the first stories we were told was that the wrestling room was haunted because there was more than once that faculty was there, there was no kids in the school, but they kept hearing kids in the wrestling room the lights off doors locked they'd go unlock the door open it and nobody's in there yeah yep that has happened and that happened to me one time actually so so why don't we talk a little bit about our investigation for our listeners it was friday january 3rd 2020 we have our investigative group the southeast idaho paranormal organization with that group we came and we began setting up at about 5 30 p.m We had our equipment set up until about 8.30 p.m., and the places that we set up were the auditorium, the main hall, the counselor's office, the wrestling gym, and the ag building. And then we began our investigation about 9 p.m. Case, you talked about the old wrestling gym, and I know that very early on in our investigation, uh, we had things happening in that old gym in the back. And I know it began with me and actually Kevin's uh, son, Trevor. He actually did very well. For the about the first half of the investigation, it was Scott and Trevor, because where this was his first investigation, he went with Scott first to learn the ropes and figure out how things were going. At about 9.15, Scott and Trevor were in the wrestling room. Right. And I just remember that from the very beginning, we were hearing noises. Now, it is a kind of a big gym. There are also, I think, a heating unit in there. And so that kept on clicking on. But there was a door, I think a a kind of an emergency exit. We kept on hearing someone over there making noises. But I know that, again, at this 9.15, Trevor uh, fell to cold spot. We actually got that on a thermal camera with audio. We'll let our audience hear the audio from this. If you're standing right next to me, you can touch my hand. I felt the big cold breeze. So again, that was Trevor. You could hear him just saying he's feeling that cold spot there in that wrestling gym at 9.15 p.m. Case, what's your opinion on, on this aspect of the gym? Have you ever heard anything like that before? So my brother, one of his experiences that um, he had was in the wrestling room. Uh, At the time, there was a wall. So the wall that was over by kind of that extra door, that emergency exit door. Yes. There was a big old, that, that whole wall was just covered in huge mirrors that went up to the bottom of the basketball hoop. They had heard some kind of a story where if you stand, because at the time there used to be a security beam, like a row of lights that were always on in the very middle of the wrestling room, right by the door that you first come in, the big door, the main entry. 
So there was this thing that if you stood there, you said something. I, I don't even know what the phrase was. Something about like, come show us your face in the mirror or something like that. And we'll turn around and then you'll be there. I don't know. Something weird. And anyway, they were just being dumb and decided to try it. And so they did it. And it was just him and two of his friends. So there were only three of them in there. But then there was another shadow that could kind of be seen by the rest of them. So when you guys came and presented your evidence and you said that you had caught a figure with your your thermal scanners, I thought, oh, okay, well, this isn't the first time I've heard about a figure being seen in the in the wrestling room. So that was pretty that was pretty cool to have you guys catch that and show that. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's something in the wrestling room that will make itself known somehow. Right. And I'll, I'll tell you a case that as a paranormal investigator, we're not just there to see a ghost. One of our goals is we're looking for correlations. And one of the things I will say is you had told us before, said, hey, the wrestling room, there's activity back there. And then you, it's interesting you mentioned, so at the 915, Trevor is feeling this cold spot. And then you've mentioned this image. And if they go to ghostology.com, we will put up these images. You will be able to see from our thermal imaging camera that we did capture an anomaly that was on that wall. What's interesting is not that we caught these things, because I think any of these things by themselves are not impressive, except for the fact that Trevor feels the cold spot at 9.15, and we captured the anomaly colder spot on the wall at, we don't know the exact time, but it was almost, it was right there at 9.15. The other thing that we told you at our uh, reveal of what we had found is that just minutes before, so at 9.03 p.m., we had a recorder that was in that room, and it was also in the corner where we captured the heat anomaly. And we didn't capture a voice, we didn't capture anything, except it was working, and then it stops, and then it starts up again. I'm going to play this, it's not going to be really impressive to our listeners, but I want to explain why this is impressive. Okay, the voice you heard was us, and we were talking, me and Trevor. But then you heard this break, and then there's, you know, some silence, and then it goes on. What that actually is, it's two different recordings that I put together. That is absolutely incredible because our digital recorder stopped, and then not only did it stop, it started back up. That has never happened in my 13 years of paranormal investigation. It was almost like someone pushed the stop button and then hit the record button just a few moments after. And that was what was really cool. So right there between 9 o'clock and 9.15, we are having cold spots. We are hearing noises. We are capturing images on our thermal camera. And we have this incredible event that we have a recorder stop and then just start recording again on its own. Now, um... Scott and Trevor had good luck in the wrestling room. They both came out and told me what was going on. Later that night, I was in the wrestling room, and honestly, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, when you guys brought that in and showed us, I also thought that was interesting because the supernatural, the paranormal, all the kind of stuff I just find really interesting. And I just thought that was really crazy that, yeah, somehow you guys' recorder turned off, but then also turned back on. So 
that was pretty wild, along with the fact that you guys actually caught a figure in the wrestling room. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to, how do I put it, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but sometimes the simplest pieces of evidence that we gather, to me, are some of the most significant. I know that most people want us to capture a video of a ghost or something like that, but just think about it. This is a digital recorder. It's battery operated. Once it turns off, there is no electricity flowing through that device. So how and where did the power come from? to turn it back on. And, you know, I'll just leave it there. But to me, that was, that truly was incredible. So the only other thing I'll say about the wrestling room is after that, I know that other people heard things or maybe they, they felt things in the wrestling gym, but we didn't capture a lot. Later on, we did capture a strange noise. I believe we had uh, my daughter and also, I believe, Cheyenne. So Lindy and Cheyenne were in the room. And we did capture one other strange voice, and we'll play that for you. This is actually at 1.25 a.m., and you'll just hear it. This piece of recording has been enhanced so that you can hear the, the sound, but we'll just play it for you. We had no idea whose voice that was. It wasn't our investigators, and it just showed up on our recorder. Possible that it is... Kind of maybe an echo from the outside hall or something, but we, we don't have an explanation for it. The next place that I had luck in, and no case, this was not your office. This was the other counselor office, the counselor's <laughs> yeah. room, which there are also stories about. If I remember correctly, by that back doorway to that office, there's been somebody seen, including the cowboy before, that has scared the crud out of some of the faculty. Is that a correct statement? Yeah. So in the counselor's room, it used to be the mail room slash printing room. And so there was another door to it. And yeah, there was a time where the, the counselor's daughter, she went in to grab their car keys. She opened the door and the counselor's office, she has two different couches kind of in L shapes. And anyway, I guess that her daughter walked in and saw a figure of what looked like a man and it was almost like that figure realized that she noticed them and just dropped behind the couch. She freaked out and left. When the counselor came back in with her daughter, they looked around and, yeah, no, there was no one there. No one had been seen coming in and out of her office after she had left. And, well, not only that, but then also there's just been footsteps. Well, it sounds like footsteps are banging or something in the, the ceiling above that room and it's not heard anywhere else and so yeah that the council room it's kind of a kind of an interesting place to be at too so in that room i had an incident but so did my son trevor trevor and i were together in that room at about 10:50 and we were in there asking questions and everything else honestly trevor started act acting a little weird and we ended up having to leave the room cuz he literally looked at me and said something is wrong I keep going from feeling sad to wanting to hit you. His emotions were going up and down in that room, and we cannot explain why, but we had to leave that room for a little bit. After that, we actually went back in that room, and that is where a strange thing happened. As I said, this is the only other place, really, that I can think of that I have had something happen to me. We were in there, and I was asking questions, and all of a sudden, I had... I won't say sharp, but a mild pain in my arm. 
I didn't know what it was, so I asked the question, if, if that was you, would you do that again? And then it became a very sharp pain to the point that I had to leave the room. And Scott, at that point, said, roll up your sleeve and show me. And he actually took pictures, which I believe he's going to upload on ghostology.com as well. We have it on the, on the image, irritation uh, on the arm. Yeah, and I honestly, for about the next 20, 30 minutes... As we're doing the investigation throughout the rest of the high school, my arm ached. I just kept grabbing it and massaging it because it just wouldn't go away. I cannot explain what happened there. Right. And with you, I mean, I'm looking at the image right now, and you can really tell. I mean, it almost looks like more of a bruise than... It's definitely not a scratch. No, it looks almost like it's either some kind of a bruise or maybe somebody grabbed and pinched really hard right there. Right. So I've never had anything like that happened that left a mark on me before. Later on, at 11.36 p.m., Cheyenne is in the counselor's room, too, and she has a very similar experience. She also receives kind of an irritation. Now, hers isn't as pronounced as yours, but she definitely felt irritated on her arm. Yeah, hers wasn't as painful as mine, either. It was a pain that almost put me in tears, and I just had to leave. I I had no choice. I just think it's really interesting, the experiences that you guys had in the counselor's room. Luckily, we've never had anything like that when it comes to the counselor or that office had previously been mine. And luckily, I had never felt or experienced anything like that. We've never had any, any kids that have gone into the counselor's room report anything like that. Luckily, I mean, yeah, no, we definitely know that there's there's activity and there's something happening in the counselor's office. But like I said, luckily and unfortunately, no offense, it was just you guys that had that stuff happen to you. Right. And it hasn't happened to to me or the counselor or any of our kids. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Ghostology podcast. This is the end of part one of our interview with Case Jolly, a teacher at Firth High School. Make sure to come back for part two to hear all of the reports of paranormal activity at Firth High School. If you're interested in seeing the images and videos discussed in this podcast, please go to our website at ghostology.com. If you liked what you heard on our podcast today, we'd encourage you to go find more about Ghostology. You can go to our website at ghostology.com or check out My Ghostology books that can be purchased online at Amazon.com. Just go and type in Ghostology, Scott Bryan, and they'll come right up. I hope you have a great rest of your day.